Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I'd love to hear that. We have so very much to get into, including if Dak Prescott and the Cowboys can end Aaron Rodgers' season this Sunday. And also, Cooper, your old Miss Rebels had the Alabama Crimson Tide in Oxford. Can they shock the world? I guess. I don't know. Alabama's number 10. We'll see. But first, the Nets have hired a new coach, and it's not Ime Udoka. Everyone thought it would be. Sounds like Adam Silver may have been in his ear, but the (laughs) Nets decided to go with head coach Jock Vaughn. What's your first reaction to hearing this? Do you think he can, you know, right the ship with Kevin Durant? Yeah, I can. Uh, Since the Kyrie Irving debacle and since the firing of Steve Nash, They've been on a little win streak, Jack. Yes, they uh, have. And they're starting to play a little bit better basketball. They they took the interim tag off of them, like you said. Rip um, Daniel Gafford. <laughs> they did rip Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Shout out Daniel Gafford because uh, he played well the next game. So, you know, that mentality of move on to the next play. Nice. He, he definitely showcased that. So, shout out uh, just anybody that needed to hear that. Move on to the next play. But uh, since they fired uh, him, that one at the Bulls game. Yeah, I believe so. They're 3-1 three and one three and now one without – uh, never mind, that's without Kyrie Irving, excuse me, but I believe it's a similar Same, timeline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're playing good basketball. So And they yeah. lost by two to the Mavericks. And exactly. Luka's on a massive and tear. I, I sent you the video last night. It was, for those of you who have not seen it, it was Jack Vaughn coming back to the locker room after awesome. his first win officially as the head coach. Um, and it was just a great moment. KD gave him the game ball. And it was just, you had not seen any smiles from that locker room in years. And for him to be able to do that, I know Vaughn doesn't have the best, you know, head coaching record, but I'll be rooting for the guy. I was rooting for Steve Nash, and I'll be rooting for this guy too. I'll be rooting for this guy. The way, I mean, honestly, it was more surprising to me to see KD be the one that said, "Hey, hey, hey, hold on, mm-hmm. interim tag is gone. Mm-hmm. We're playing for you, handing them the ball." It was a cool moment. Um, but yeah, no, shout out Jacques Vaughn. Congrats to him. I think it's on Brooklyn's part is a smart move. Yes. And the reason I'm saying that, maybe let's let's be honest. He Udoka is probably a better coach, but he I is. think the publicity around Brooklyn is already really bad. Hiring Ime Udoka just brings in another yeah. cloud, and then there's not going to be would enough. find a way to make it worse. Exactly. After all this anti-Semitic stuff, after everything in the offseason with KD and Sean Marks, it would find a way to make it worse. And now they're really avoiding that. Maybe they settled for you know a lesser head coach, but we'll see. I'll, I'll be cheering for him for sure. Let's get Absolutely. into more depth of this Nets conversation, which – is where I really want to go with Brooklyn right now. As I mentioned, three and one without Kyrie Irving. Um, Kyrie has a history of teams maybe being better without him. You look at the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum's rookie year. Uh, Kyrie goes down in the playoffs. They eventually make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Take LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers to Game Seven of that uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But do you think the Nets right now are better without Kyrie? I know this is a small sample size with four games, but it could be true. I do. Um, and the reason I say that, and that's obviously, I, I think Kyrie is an incredible basketball player. And so that's not a knock on him. Right. I just think the fit for this team was already not great because you have really nobody <laughs> other mm-hmm. than Kyrie and KD. But I think this is allowing guys like Cam Thomas, who's been playing well off the bench. They're, I think they're slowly but surely starting to see that they have some guys who can actually play basketball. Because at the end of the day, when it's just the KD, Kyrie, go score four, 40 each so we can maybe be in this ball game. You're not really getting to see much of your team, no. and they've gotten to see a lot from certain people. I think they're, I think they're slowly but surely starting to feel, figure out that hey, 
Kevin Durant is still the best player on this team. And I think they were losing sight of that with the Kyrie stuff. And to be honest, Kyrie has wanted so bad to be the Batman instead of the Robin. And let's be honest, I think he suits better as a Robin. Exactly. I'm going to wait and see with Brooklyn without Kyrie. I don't know if I'm all the way there yet. But with Kevin Durant as a player, I think he is better without Kyrie Irving on the floor. It's less ball stopper, more uh, movement. Kevin Durant obviously is an isolation scorer, but having another one on the floor really takes space away from you. Uh, KD right now is averaging 29-7-6 on 52-40-90 from Percentage-wise, that is just incredible. It's better than his averages with Golden State and with the Thunder. You know, we'll see if that lasts. But we're starting to get, you know, above two, three-week sample size here. And KD without Kyrie Irving is really excelled. And you're not going to like hearing this, but – and obviously he's not playing incredible. Ben Simmons is slowly but surely starting to gain some of that speed back. I don't know if you saw a play, but it was a chase down steal. Right. He does not look like the old – no, he doesn't. Yeah. And he and I don't know if he will, but he looks He looks heavier to me. He looks that's, heavier that's and he I'm just noticed. looks slower and he mm-hmm. I still don't know if he trusts his body, but he obviously didn't play. He's only played in the uh Dallas loss and then this win against the Knicks, but it, he six points, nine rebounds, four assists, two steals and a block. That's getting closer to the stat line. Obviously, they need him to understand that you can go drive to the basket. Exactly. I think that is the one thing missing from this Nets team right now is Ben Simmons getting that aggression and that just the go. I feel like he lost that, and I think he just needs to understand that, hey, use your body. You're 6'10". Go. Exactly. And I think I think with Kyrie out, that can maybe be something that slowly but surely starts to come along because with Kyrie on the court, Ben Simmons is the third guy that they're looking at to carry that ball down exactly. the court. So I think this might be a good thing for Ben Simmons to potentially – Get back to his form. And I'm just going to say, if they end up winning 7, 8, 9 out of 10 without Kyrie Irving, um, if I'm Sean Marks, I'm moving on. I really am. I, I could get all the way there because what it's about with this Nets team is about reps together. This team has never had reps together for yep. the past several years that KD has been there. And now once they get reps and if they win 9 out of 10, let's say, and then you have to throw Kyrie back in the middle of it, more distractions, more off-court stuff, and then try to figure it out on the court, I just don't know if that's the best thing for the team going forward. I, I would agree with you heartily. I think this team has been, A, ravaged with injuries, and B, the, they're just so – I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this nicely. They're more concerned about the off-court issues than they are exactly. on the on-court issues. And so you, there's just no cohesion with this team, and I think them getting that is more important than putting your superstar back in. So I agree with you. I think if they're – Shoot, if they go on a win streak and they sort of look like a competent basketball team, I mean they're fifth in the, uh, they're fifth in their division right now. I think they're bottom of the in uh, the uh, Eastern Conference right now, which is not a good thing, especially with having a top three basketball player in the world at the moment on your team. So they are eleventh in the East right now. But I think cohesion is more important than throwing your superstar back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the top of the league, man. Let's rotate into some positive vibes in the NBA. Most wins this season are obviously the Milwaukee Bucks at 10, but people don't know that Utah Jazz now have 10 wins as well. Oh, I know. I know you're loving this. Dude, I'm first off. And I hope you enjoy it when it lasts because they're having 13 wins the rest of the year, but congrats on your Utah Jazz being the top of the conference. I'm going to talk about Milwaukee first. Yeah. I think I'm going to pose a question this way. Is Milwaukee, should they be the no-doubt finals favorite? Yeah, because they, they woke be up too. like that. 
Javon Carter. Quote. Shout out Javon Carter. Y'all heard it here first. I was telling y'all that that was a key piece on their team at this moment. He was starting games for them. Yes. That boy dropped 36 last night. And his no Giannis, no Drew, no Chris. Javon Carter got Javon the keys. Carter. <laughs> That's my boy. And for those of y'all that don't know, I've loved Javon Carter before he ever even came in the draft to the Grizzlies. Uh, I I don't know what started this love affair, but I love Javon Carter, and I will be buying a Brook. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks Javon Carter jersey for Christmas. You're gonna have to get it custom. There's no. Way I'm gonna have to get it custom. It's gonna cost like 300 bucks, but yeah. I don't care. Shout out Javon Carter. <laughs> shout out to him, man. And shout out to the Utah Jazz, man. I. How much longer do you think this is gonna last? Do you think that Danny Ainge lets this play out? I. I'm really shocked that it hasn't when it, already been. When blown it comes up. to like play in and playoff games, you have to have a closer. They don't have. They one. don't have that. They they're, don't have one. They're banking on Laurie Marketing right now, and let's be honest, Laurie Marketing is a really good basketball player. And I yeah. think this is one of those things where you're getting to see the glimpses of Laurie Market, or you're getting to see the full effect of Laurie Marketing. We've only seen glimpses his entire career because he's been behind so many different basketball players, and now he's literally like the best player on this team, and it's showing. Exactly. But we've talked so much extensively about Malik Beasley probably won't finish on this team. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Rudy Gay. Um, a lot of these guys, Kelly Olenek even, probably won't finish on this team because let's be honest, they're bringing Colin Sexton off the bench. If this is a team that's wanting to rebuild, and I know you don't like hearing it, get Colin Sexton on the court more. They're playing Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley more than him. If you're actually wanting to go into the full rebuild, stop playing the 30-year-olds. Play the young guys that you traded for I and get rid of the old guys. I think what trying to do is build up their trade value right now, but there hasn't been any talk with him. I know. I mean, I heard a little bit today. There has been, you know, since Russ has moved to this six-man position, a lot of people around the league have been calling the Lakers, which you and I called that. Because whenever we said Russell Westbrook is not humble enough to do this, it is to build up his trade, trade value, value so he can go somewhere else. That's yep. all that was with Russ. Uh, but let's go back to the Utah Jazz. They league, They lead the entire league in points per game. They yeah. average 118.8 points per game. Oh, no, it's wild. Do you want to guess who's second and third? Grizzlies? Nope. Damn. Uh, 118? Yeah, 118. 118. 118.8 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. for the Jazz at number one. Number two is 118.7. Number three is 118.2. 118. Uh, Grizzlies just played this team this week, though. The Spurs? Nope. So the – oh, shoot, who did we play on Monday? Uh – Crap, who do we play on Monday? Boston Celtics, yeah, my Boston, bad, my Boston's bad, my number bad. two. Who's number three in the Grizzlies division? Not the Spurs. Pelicans? Yep. Jazz, wow. Celtics, and Pelicans lead the league in most points per game as a team. That's honestly kind of you never pairing a team. Yeah. Yeah. Celtics were, led the league defensively last year, weren't a big scoring team. Jazz, no one saw that coming, couldn't have had lower expectations. And the Pelicans, you could kind of see that. Yeah. And, no, I think – Hadn't the rumor been right now with the Lakers and Jazz been Mike Conley and like uh, Laurie Markinen for Russ and somebody or yeah. Russ and their two picks? Right. Honestly, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I find a way to keep Laurie Markinen. Well, the, the talk was like it was going to be Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, and Rudy Gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and dude, Jordan Clarkson's averaging 19 points per game right now. What was that? 19 points per game. Okay. He don't pass the ball. Okay. Still better. Damn, Sexton. he's got five assists. He's starting over Sexton, right? Yeah, Sexton's uh, the third leading scorer on this team, though. Okay, but Jordan fourteen Clarkson points per starting, game. right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And also, your argument would have worked this year because uh, Jordan Clarkson Clarkson's has five assists. Sexton. He has five assists, and Colin only has two. And Jordan Clarkson is better than Colin Sexton. Sorry. No, he's not. I'm sorry. No, he's not. He doesn't have a Dude, rat tail Jordan, either. 
Jordan Clarkson's averaging 10 more minutes per game than him, so no wonder. Yeah, good reason. He's a better player. No, I think they're easing Colin Sexton back in off of an ACL tear. Yeah, for sure. Let's get into L.A. Lakers, another bottom-tier team. We were just talking about Russell Westbrook. Um, they're 2-9 and nine mm-hmm. now after their loss last night. Uh, they're 30th in offensive rating, 29th in net rating, 30th in three-point percentage, <laughs> and last in wins. Is it time to panic for the L.A. Lakers? It's been time to panic for the L.A. Lakers. That's I'm sorry. I'm They're just – my word. It is it, what do you fire. do with LeBron James? I saw a report today that their front office is split on how to build around him from going forward. Well, for one, you've built so poorly around him. <laughs> There's no Let building this you, back up. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you the first order of business. You don't re-sign Rob Palenka. What did they do? They re-signed Rob Palenka right before the season started. I just have to say, the smartest man in the Lakers organization. They haven't been shit since Magic. Was left. Magic Johnson when his, his famous quote, "I ain't gonna be there." Brilliant. He knew this shit was. He about tried to, go to get down. Demar Derozan there, and yep. LeBron was like, "No, nah, I'd rather have." Westbrook. I'd rather have Russ. And crazy. We've seen how that's gone, and they I think they're already dealing with the injury bug, and we're getting to see these G League players start for them. So I mean, they're just <laughs> they're such a bad team. Like I'm literally looking on this team, like who's valuable, other than LeBron. You don't think uh, Matt Ryan's valuable? Dude, I didn't even – this dude went to – do you know where this dude went to college? Matt Ryan? Yes. No, I don't. Name like the widest school you can think of. BYU. Oh, you're so close. Chattanooga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say old Brigham Young. Uh, Brigham Young is like the greatest guess I could have had for a yeah. white na- white person school. Dude, this team's so bad. They're terrible. They're so bad. How do you have this much money built up in such a bad roster? It's like, horrible. You know when most teams hit the luxury tax, you're like, oh, but that team's so good it's worth it? Yeah. This ain't worth hitting their luxury tax. No, for. it's not. Um, I'm gonna get back to you. Kept you know talking about the Utah Jazz. For those of you who don't know, we have had a long argument about who had the best offseason. He thinks it was the Utah Jazz with the Gobert and Mitchell moves. I think it was obviously the Cleveland Cavaliers picking up Donovan Mitchell. Speaking record. of Donovan Mitchell, um, there is one player with multiple games of eight threes or more. That's Donovan Mitchell. He's the um, only player. Only player right wow. now in the NBA. Uh, through his first 10 games as a Cav, 32 points per game, six assists on over 50% from the field, 44.8% from three, all career highs. I rest my case. Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers might be in the NBA Finals if they can get past the Milwaukee Bucks. Who has and better they had record the record right now? Offseason. Wow, who has the best record through uh, 12 games? Cube. 13, but okay. just saying. Cavs are eight and three. My Jazz He's are have a ten horrible and three. Pick for no reason, with nothing to build around. Probably not the Jazz. They can't. They can't lose. Like they can't even buy a loss right now. They beat the Grizzlies twice. I know. Two of the so Grizzlies' bad. losses are to we the Jazz. We were like panicking as Grizzlies fans, then we damn near beat the Celtics, and then, dude. Shout out to the fact that we're gonna get to the season, and it's gonna be seventy-eight and four, and then we're gonna look, and two of our losses are to the twenty-three win Jazz team, and we're like, why the <laughs> hell did we lose to the Jazz? Did you watch the videos I sent you last night? Not all of them. What do you mean? The, uh, of the oh, game. the Grizzlies game? Yeah. Did you hear them like screaming when they were running down the court? For those of you who don't know, Grizzlies played the Spurs last night. We usually save it for Grizz talk, but we just have to talk about this right yes. now because the Grizzlies were up by nine in overtime against uh, San Antonio, and they had cut it to five. The Spurs go down, cut it to three, I believe. Yep. The clock did not move for an entire possession. It was in San Antonio. There was 19 seconds left. Clock didn't move. They steal the inbound. Clock is still not moving, and they just cut it to one. And our announcers are screaming in their microphones, the clock is not moving. So they go into a timeout, and our microphone, or our 
the Grizzlies announcers take their headsets off and start screaming at the clock people and officials like the clock didn't move. And finally, they got their attention and they put time back on the clock. But yeah, that happened at NBA game. They saved us, man. Shout out to Spurs for really trying to cheat away a game. It's crazy. Like man. that was. Well, they lost you, seven straights. The Grizzlies. Can't, can't when you sent that, I was like, "What is happening?" Also, I've watched all the highlights. Shout out Brevin Knight and Pete Franica, man. How is Yaka Pearl considered a good basketball player? Dude, I don't know. SA, Stephen Adams had 19 rebounds last night. I, I, I honestly was thinking that as I was watching. I was like, Stephen Adams is dominating him. I watched John Morant score 52 against him Thank last you. year. Absolutely end his life. Bro, he moved out of the way. John almost got another poster. He moved. He moved. Yeah. He was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is, like, I'm watching him, and I hear all, like, the advanced stats people with him. He All he looks like is – But, bro, he's Bill Russell. No, dude. No. He looks like that that dad that plays his son and just dominates his son all the time, but he's so slow that it doesn't matter what he does. because Against, like, adults? Yeah, yeah. against real people and, yeah. like, real basketball players who can't do jack shit. Like, John Morant ran around him every time. That he is. didn't – like, and if Jakob Pertl He finally, got to that floater right in his spot. There's no contest. Exactly. It's, like, it's a walk in the park. I, I was watching him. I'm like, how does a man this slow get considered a really good center? Like, all the people that were, like, commenting that – Grizzlies should go get Jakob Pertl instead of Steven Adams. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking <laughs> I about? I have no idea. I'm sorry. I, I don't get the Jakob Pertl love either. I will on a bright side for the Spurs. Devin Vassell or Vassell, however you pronounce it, he, he's, he's been incredible. Yeah. Kelton Johnson's been well too. but And Jeremy Vassell, Sohan looked pretty good. Yeah, they all look – they got some young guys, but still one of the worst teams in the league for sure. Is there anything else with the NBA you want to talk about? No, nah, but shout out, uh, shout out Javon Carter one more time. Shout out to him, man. Let's move into the NFL. The Cowboys play the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Green Bay is on the ropes at three and six now, I believe. Your, your Dallas Cowboys are six and two. Do you think Dak and the boys can basically end Aaron Rodgers' time with the Packers? <sighs> the Packers and Cowboys games always give me PTSD. Uh, you starting to think about Des Bryant? Why do you always – why is that always just the first thought? I mean – Is it not your first thought? No. My first thought is Dak's first year, his rookie year, when we were like – I think it was 13-3. Uh-huh. Because uh, that was before they went to 17 games. And we were first round by in the playoffs. The Packers come to the Cowboys. We're up. Dak scores a touchdown with like, I think, 30 seconds left. And so you're like, oh, my God, we just won. We're going to the conference championship game. Aaron Rodgers throws a pass to, I think, Mercedes Lewis or Richard Rodgers. I don't remember Mercedes which. Mercedes Lewis, Lewis still plays. Bro. I know. It's hilarious. Bro, we had him sacked like three times. He runs out, throws a ball 40 yards in the air to the sideline. Like the only place you can complete this pass because right. there's a dude on the tight end. I right. think it was Richard Rodgers right in the basket. I was like. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God. And then Mason Crosby comes so out. So you're saying a Rod's throwing for 400 this Sunday and defeating your Packers and Micah Parsons and all them guys? No. <laughs> he might. Give so, me your prediction. Uh, Aaron Jones is banged up for this game. They just lost Romeo Dobbs, the rookie that look, has been looking promising for them. I'm – Aaron Rodgers – running back in Kylan Hill, though. And they got A.J. Dillon. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw a Mississippi Shout out Kylan Hill. We saw him all the time in the uh, <laughs> union. <laughs> we did. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is so emotional right now. Like, seeing him, like, throw his helmet, yelling at his coach, dropping F-bombs, GDs, all that stuff, I'm like, that's what gets you the You think Lions. he's going to retire? I don't know if he's going to go that far, but I feel like a demand out of – obviously, they can't trade him because the trade line has passed, but this will be his last year in Packers uniform. So? I, I will I will say that, and I posed the question to you, is it time for the Jordan Love era? 
I do. Th- I don't think they do that because at the end of the day, you're not going to do that with Aaron Rodgers. But he he's way too emotionally invested at this point. I think it's his last year as a Packer as well. I just don't think that Jordan Love is particularly the answer. No, he's held on. I think <laughs> because we have seen him start and he's not he's been old. good. Poor Todd McShay had him over Justin Herbert in the draft, so that's that's very unfortunate for a toddy boy. But. I think the Packers should go to the draft and get a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I'm really that sounds crazy, but Aaron Rodgers. There's no real, unless you draft a receiver, which I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to work with a rookie receiver, anyways. I just don't see. I don't I, see it working out. I I see the Packers going into rebuild mode. I do too, and that's why I'm kind of like maybe sit Aaron Rodgers so he doesn't and take David, his value. But what's what's there's is it Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari. He hasn't looked the same, man. That's what I was about. That was my next thing. Their offensive line is super banged up. Guess what? The Cowboys are really damn good at getting to the quarterback. So I am worried that the Aaron Rodgers might have more like green on his jersey than just like the typical Packers green from this game. Wait, what's your score? I think I think the Cowboys probably win like thirty-five to fourteen. I say twenty-eight to six. Damn, I don't even think they get a touchdown. Let's go 35 to 3 then. Let's just okay. 45 yeah, to nothing. 45 to nothing in Lambo. Just a straight up ass whooping. My Titans have another opportunity against the Broncos on Sunday. Um that's probably going to be the best defense y'all faced. <laughs> Comedian, my Titans just keep on playing well. They lost in overtime on Sunday night football with the guy who played at Liberty University last year. I was proud. You of him. act like Liberty's not good. Hugh Freeze is dogging with Liberty. I'm just right saying now. he played in front of like 3500 people and then he just played an Arrowhead on Sunday night and yeah. he still almost won. He's the he better pl- quarterback. Okay. Dude, I said last year game 1 after I watched the Titans get absolutely murked by okay, one I man was, alone. I'm out on Tannehill too. Let's not <laughs> act like I'm not out on Tannehill. I just don't know if my leak is But like, when Chandler Jones seen anything sacked Willis. No, because they don't let him throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, when Chandler Jones sacked Ryan Tannehill four times, I said tank for Matt Corral. Obviously Matt Corral <laughs> was injured Thank a lot. Thank God we didn't. Well, he's he's injured. He's on IR. He can't even do anything right now, but yeah. he's stuck with the freaking Panthers sadly. But I said tank and they got Malik Willis with incredible value in the third round. I do think Malik Willis can turn into a really good solid quarterback. I think he's definitely more of an answer than Ryan Tannehill. Okay, I believe you on that. Let's move into some actual good games here. I, I just wanted to piss you off by bringing up the Titans immediately after the Cowboys. Titans are garbage, yo. Honestly, the Sunday night football game really pops out at me. 49ers with Christian McCaffrey, of course, coming off a triple crown performance. And Debo's back in the lineup. LA Chargers are 5-3. and three. They haven't looked like Super Bowl contenders like everyone thought they would be. How do you see that one going? I really think the 49ers are going to start clicking. I, I'm telling you, this is the team. I think the 49ers are a sleeper like, in a, like out of the NFC. Like, of the NFC teams, obviously I picked the Eagles, which – that's the best take I've had all year, by the way, is mm-hmm. the Eagles to the Super Bowl because, my God, I would have thought that. Um, but the Eagles and the Cowboys' biggest competition right now is the 49ers. And y'all are probably like, they're 4-4, four and four, Cooper. What are you talking about? Dude. It's a dangerous 4-4 four team. That's a team. dangerous Especially four if four they four get team. a win on SNF, too. That'd be crazy. And McCaffrey, like you said, triple crown last week. But Debo was coming back. What is he going to look like? They had Kittle rolling recently. Mm-hmm. They finally got Trent Williams back on I that line. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, like Trey Lance going down, is the best, best thing, thing that could him. happen. Because yep. I don't know. I mean, the Trey Lance trade obviously looked horrible with the Dolphins getting Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Like, but still, them being forced to play Garoppolo in a win-now situation has been good for them. The best game of the entire weekend, however, 
the Vikings Bills. Vikings are at seven and one. Bills are six and two, coming off a bad loss against the Jets last Sunday. Um, I really see this game going either way. It's in Buffalo. Bills are three and a half point favorite. But Kirk Cousins has a lot to prove. He was, we all saw him with his shirt off and the chains on the plane. He he was having a grand old time. But if Kirk Cousins can go to Buffalo on Sunday, everyone's gonna shut the hell up about. I don't think the Vikings are a real contender. If he can do that, do you think he can? He's not beating the Bills. I'm sorry. I, I don't think he is either. Coming off a loss. Now, if the Bills were had struggled against the Jets and eventually won, I think I'd, I'd be picking the Vikings. I, I'm kind of. I think there. the Bills. I, I will say this. I think the Bills are vulnerable because uh, Josh they Allen. They're not this unbeatable yes. team that we thought they were earlier in the season. And Josh Allen's a little bit banged up. Uh, Chiefs are vulnerable too. too. They are. What? The Chiefs aren't unbeatable? They just played an overtime game against the the Titans. I don't think the Titans are that good. There's 60 minutes in an NFL game. 60? Yes. Or is it 48? Is it 12-minute quarters or 15? It's 60. Titans held that ball for 48 of those minutes. Okay. Chiefs didn't but have like, time I'm, to do I'm anything. telling you, the Chiefs aren't vulnerable? Is that what you're saying? No, they're vulnerable. Okay, thank you. What are we arguing about here? They're better than the Titans, though, because they were. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Titans are that good. They're not. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. Like, <laughs> they just held the ball for so damn long, yeah. Patrick Mahomes couldn't get hot. <laughs> he finally got hot. man. But let's be honest. The Vikings should have lost last week to the Commanders, which is not a good loss, but they got lucky enough that the Commanders shat all over themselves. Okay, did you see the Curtis Samuel touchdown, no, though? it was insane. Where the ref just yeah, laid out. Yeah, the ref laid out the uh, safety. Cameron of, Bynum, yeah. yeah. But they score. obviously that touchdown was bullshit, but <laughs> they literally shat all over themselves, gave them the ball like on, the, <laughs> on their own 20-yard line, and so Dalvin Coach just walked in, and I'm like, what? Y'all doing? Y'all had this game. One. It's so weird seeing Dalvin number four now. I don't. I don't like it. He hasn't really popped off the page. He hasn't this year, popped has off. Yeah. Jay Jettis has been there for it. But it, Jettis is awesome. I, and I do think it, the Bills potentially not having Tre'Davious White to guard Jettis might be an issue. But I, I still think the Bills win this game at home. They're not losing back to back. I'm games. the same way. You got anything else with the NFL? I think Seattle at Tampa Bay is an interesting game. And obviously, you're probably like Cooper. Nobody. Gets no, to play, I am because. Tampa Bay, can they get back to 500? Seattle, can they keep rolling? I believe yeah, they're 6-3, right? Seattle's 6-3 leading. The NFC West. Like, that's a tough division to lead. The 49ers going to win that division. It starts this week with Seattle losing and 49ers winning. Yeah, so, and that's a, and that game's in London or is it Mexico? Or is it Germany? That game's I think, I think it's Munich. I think it's Munich. Munich, yeah. Germany? Yeah. Okay, so that's an interesting game. Uh, and honestly, can Tom Brady get some momentum rolling? I don't know. I hope so. He hopefully he can carry a little bit of that last drive. The thing I saw so many overreactions on Monday, like Tom Brady is back leading this. I'm like, bro, the score was what sixteen to nine. Yeah, can we calm the f down? Like they so played bad. like shit the entire game, and the Rams are not good. No, the They're Rams are so good. bad. Be di- different if they went to Buffalo and won or something. <laughs> Shut but let's get into college football. It's a big weekend ahead for you. Your Ole Miss Rebels are hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide in what I think is a game of the week. Uh, Alabama you, you do? at number 10, Ole Miss number 11. Alabama is an 11.5 point favorite. Cooper, I'll let you uh, dissect this one. Y'all be sure to grab a cup of coffee because this is going to be a long. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so first off, have do you, you have heard? an entire sheet of paper yeah, dedicated just for this game? to this shit? Yeah, just for this game. Good God! Uh, did you hear what 
go make me a cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear what Paul Weimom said about this game? Yes, dude. Fucking so okay, the Alabama stuff like, this is bullshit. That's what I'm about yeah, to get. The, at. the Alabama stuff saying that Nick Saban is done, like the dynasty's over. How can you say that? I know. Like if, after all the winning he's done, the guy is—he still can win ten games and I dine it. What? So for those of you all that don't know what me and Jack are referring to, Paul Feinbaum said verbatim that the dynasty is over and college football has caught up with Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I agree with one of those statements. I strongly and adamantly agree with the other one. The dynasty is not over. I'm sorry. They've lost two games based over. off of two plays. There's been if Alabama's kicker kicks that kick against Tennessee, yep. they probably go out of kneeling. Shout with out a Will win. Reichard, man, shanked it and yeah. Hannon Hooker, Brew McCoy. What's funny is it. they can they can pay every single player on their team, but they still can't get a dang kicker. I, <laughs> I mean, the Dude, amount of games they've lost if because I of was kicking. A kicker in high school, I'm like, bro, I'm going to I'm going to Bama. Yeah. Uh, and then the LSU game, if they don't get that two point conversion, you go out of there with a That's win. They are two plays away from still being undefeated, the number one team in you the country. You can say the other way if A and M got theirs. Exactly. Oh, that's true, yeah. too. That game was close. In Texas. The dynasty is not over. I do think this is a vulnerable Alabama team, so I will say that. That's why I agree with the college football has called up to Alabama. And shout out Henry Toa Toa. He transfers, and his school has the best year in 20 years. Thank you, Henry Toa Toa, you fucking traitor. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Still mad about that. Jeremy Pruitt, cheating ass. <laughs> Jeremy Banks is better than you, Henry Toa Toa. You're lame. You gave up 50 in Knoxville. One last good game, I ask. Go ahead. LOL, LOL. <laughs> so, I do think this is a vulnerable Alabama team. Like, obviously, they're vulnerable. Uh-huh. Their defense is not the prestigious defense that is always accustomed with Nick Saban. Uh, Bryce Young basically has Jameer Gibbs, and that's about it because their offensive line is not as good as it normally is. And the one thing Alabama missed out on was Jordan Addison. I don't think Nick Saban fully knew how to attack this transfer portal. No. I do think that is where his college football is starting to catch up with him because of that dynas- that transfer portal. It's allowing other teams to start shopping. And obviously he got Jameer Gibbs in there, so I'm not saying he did a bad job with the transfer portal because Jameer Gibbs is their best player on offense. But I do think he missed a lot of things because the recruiting is so different now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the dynasty's not over, so shut the hell up, Paul Feinbaum. Because even Lane Kevin says, shut the hell up. Because he goes, why do you poke the bear? He's like, and I told you, he was like, there's rat poison, and then there's goat fuel. He goes, you pissing off the goat just gives him fuel to come whoop our ass. Yeah. So, shut up. But just just to give you a few stats. So, since 2003, and you're probably like, Cooper, You what? think Ole Miss is going to win this game, don't you? Will you let me say my stats? <laughs> I'll, I'll give he, you my... He's literally been he's sizing up his prediction right now. I can't wait. Look. It's like when you hit the, like, size up button on 2K, and he's just, like, hitting the shit with the stats right now. I'm so dying. Since 2003. I know your prediction, bro. I can see which, right through you. 2003 is You have an that... erection right now. Go ahead. No, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. 2003 is the year that Jackson Dart was born. All right. He was. So in the since Jackson Dar's been alive, Star Wars. Ole Miss is three and sixteen against Alabama. Okay. All right. So, but go to two thousand. So let's just cut three more years since you and I were alive. <laughs> Ole Miss is four and eighteen against Alabama. How are you going to spend this? Ole Miss is currently carrying a fourteen-game home win streak for this game. The last time Alabama came to Ole Miss and they were both ranked inside the top fifteen. And it was a 2.30 CBS game. Yeah, what happened? We had game day. And Katy Perry picked Ole Miss. Was the only one to pick Ole Miss. And when our boy Lee Corso put that elephant head, she ripped it off and threw it into the grove. 
and Ole Miss went on to have one of the greatest days of my life. I still remember <laughs> this day. I literally watched this game. If I'm in a, if I'm in the dumps, I, w- I go back and watch this game because it brings me joy. <laughs> That's how I'll be with this Tennessee game this year. Alabama is vulnerable. I think Ole Miss can beat them. I don't think they will, but I do think they can. They're capable. I'm still concerned that Jackson Dart's not the guy to beat Alabama. I do think Lane Kiffin's going to press this game a little too much like he always does. I swear to God, if he comes you out and, and says, get your popcorn to, ready. You and I went to Tuscaloosa last weekend. He got interviewed before kickoff, said, get your popcorn ready, and walked off. <laughs> and then went for it on fourth down like three times in the first quarter. Yep. And you were irate in oh, the stands. So <laughs> but what's funny is when he said, get your popcorn ready, and then he went up to uh, uh, Jeff Levy, and he goes, Jeff, I'm going to need you to score a lot today. And he goes, why? And he goes, I might have just said something really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to back it up. And then, obviously, we got pounded. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to get pressure on Bryce Young. I'm sorry. You don't beat Bryce Young without getting him off his pressure. LSU did an incredible job with it. Tennessee, obviously, it was a shootout. I'm worried Ole Miss can't beat them in a shootout version, so I do need our defense to get some stops. I, do I think Ole Miss covers. Think I do not think we win. in the football because I do not. Yeah, I think Alabama's vulnerable throwing, which is why yeah. it concerns me because mm-hmm. I think our best way to win this is if we can run the ball, and I don't know if Alabama's going to let that happen. But I do think Ole Miss covers. Obviously, as an Ole Miss fan, I want us to win this ball game, so I'm going to pick us to win this ball game because if we win this ball game, we're still sitting Give there. Give me a score. <laughs> Let's go 38-35. Ole Miss. If you're right, not the score, but the pick, you know, I'll post it. Hell yeah. Because I posted me uh, talking about Nick Saban. And I didn't post the Georgia one, however, for other reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> I did post the other one. You did so post I'll give you your props one. if Ole Miss wins this weekend. What do you think, though? Um, Hearing the stats. We're 4-18 and 18 since uh, 2000, and we carry a 14-game home win streak. I don't think that Alabama is going to, like, bounce back and run away with it. I think it'll be a tight game, but I think they'll end up winning by, like, a touchdown. Fair enough. So we still cover? Yeah, I think you Bet. cover. I think you can ball control it enough with Juckins and all them. So, I think it's still a touchdown game. But people are talking about Alabama's going to bounce back and roll over. No. If it was Tuscaloosa, maybe this is in Oxford. Yeah. And I think Oxford's going to be popping. Also, for those of you that When's the kickoff? 2.30? Yeah, yeah. 2.30 CBS. Everybody be hammered by then, too. Game day is absolutely stupid for going to the game. You you want to talk about Texas Christian and Texas? Oh, yeah. I got some stats. I want TCU. TCU to lose so badly. By the way, Tennessee fan, the weekend has worked out perfect, right? Yeah. Clemson went down. We talked about this uh, on on Tuesday, but I want TCU to lose. Tennessee slides right back in there after a week. We'll see what Ohio State and Michigan. Do you think um, both Ohio State and Michigan make the college football playoff? No. Neither of them. Even if it's like a tight shootout game. No, because the only game that these two teams have is that one. Is basically that one and maybe Penn State, but that resume is not going to hold up against the Tennessee, a one loss Tennessee team or potentially a uh, undefeated Big 12 championship champion in TCU and potentially Oregon if they run the tables and they're 12 and 1 in a Pac 12 champion. I don't see a one loss Michigan team getting in over either mm-hmm. of those teams. I don't either. You want to. Um, Next podcast, let's predict the playoff. Oh, bet. After that. This yeah, week. we can do one every week. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll start predicting it on uh, Tuesday's pod for sure. Bet, bet. Uh, any other games that jump out? Do you think Texas is going to beat TCU this weekend? I do not. Um, I don't either. I'm really nervous about it because everyone's picking Texas and B. John Robinson after the win they got, I believe, against Kansas State last last week. I just Yeah. Pe- T- when people start picking Texas, it's when they disappoint, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Texas is always – 
had the problem with getting overhyped. But since 2012, when this, when I think uh, the Big 12 started playing every every team every year again, TCU leads the series seven to three. Damn. Um, TCU is also like I just said the only chance the Big 12 has of somebody getting in the playoffs. TCU has shown up and played in big games year, day or week in and week out. Um, I think the key to this game is turnovers. I do too. TCU is plus seven in the turnover column. Jeez. Max Duggan does not turn that football over. They value possession. Sonny Dykes has this offense rolling. Texas is only plus one. Obviously, that's still a good turnover ratio, but I do think Texas is more prone to turnovers, and I think TCU will, if, if you even have one miss, miss opportunity, TCU will attack you. I mean, let's not forget, this team put up almost 60 in the three quarters on Oklahoma. So, like, yeah. this is a good football team. Sonny Dykes is an incredible offensive mind coach. Let's see if Sark can actually get this team up to play this game. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I just don't I, – you know me. I'm not a believer in Sarkeesian yet. I, I will be, you know, maybe after next year, but this season hasn't proved shit to me. If they end up winning nine games this year and win out, I'll start believing, but I have yet to see that. Um, another game, number one, Georgia, fresh off that big win against Tennessee. They're going to Starkville, Mississippi to play Mississippi State. Uh, last time these two teams played, yeah. I believe it was two years ago, it was in Athens, Mississippi State. Barely and a lost. bad, bad 3-7 and seven team barely lost to Georgia, similar to that Missouri game earlier this year. Do you think Mississippi State at home can put up a fight? I think they can. I think they'll cover. I don't think they'll lose by 16-plus. I um, do. You do? I think they get ran out. I think Georgia has won the game they had to win, so I think they will start to coast. And let's not forget, like in that game you're talking about, it was 31-24 Georgia. Will Rogers, this was like one of his – this was like the game that sealed him starting for this team. I think Georgia remembers this. Oh, I do too. But 41 of 52 for 336 yards. And let's not forget, State does have a defense. Like State's defense is the reason they've won ballgames. The Auburn game last week. I think Auburn's one of those teams that – I know, but every every team – is like Auburn sucks ass. We're yeah. not worried about yeah. them. Ole Miss literally gave up like 500 yards of yeah. offense to Auburn. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the thing is, they still had their coach then. Like they have like, <laughs> did you see their coach's interview? He literally uh, Cadillac Williams. Yeah, I'm rooting for Cadillac. Yeah, Williams. I'm rooting for Cadillac. I too. hope they hire him so that they don't take Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to hire Cadillac Williams. Can you imagine the booster be like, let's hire Cadillac. Let's hire Cadillac. No shot down here in Alabama where we date our Dude, cousins. I think Mississippi State loses by 30 this weekend. Unfortunately, it pains me to say, Mom. I'm I do think they lose. I think they lose by 14, which obviously that's why I'm saying I think they cover. I don't think Georgia's going to get up for this game, really. Mm-hmm. And I do think Will Rogers is going to be able to attack them the way he attacked them last time. Now, the final game we're going to talk about is USC and Colorado. <laughs> Stop I'm it. playing. We're not, we're not talking about, talking about Oregon and Washington, right? Uh, if you want to. I I really don't <laughs> no. care. I just want to shout out Oregon. They have a 19-game home win streak, and I it's going to be 20. I'm so sick of Oregon. Like, no, dude. Conversation Bo with Tennessee. Bo like, I'm sorry. We didn't, for Heisman. we didn't lose by 40 at, on a neutral field. I'm sorry. What's crazy is how awesome they've been since then. Dude, Bo Against Nick, who? I don't, same damn teams USC's playing. Okay, yes. not Tennessee. No, 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 they no, haven't no, played no, LSU. USC is the best team in the country. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Oregon being compared to, to Tennessee, man. Because I'm not comparing like, them to Tennessee. Well, they both have the same losses, but I'm like dumbass. They don't have the same wins. Yeah, they no, they don't to, have the same yeah. wins, but they, they have the LSU. same wins as USC. Yeah, they do. Wait, and yeah. a better loss than USC's loss, dude. I can't wait for USC to beat them in the Pac-12 championship. I really then no Pac-12 team gets in. Okay, I'm fine with that. But Actually, if USC Bo beats them, they're not getting in. If USC beats them, it's crazy. They put Michigan over USC. USC beats them is crazy. We'll see. But Bo Nix is in the talk for Heisman. 
<laughs> he yeah. really is. Like, I'm not joking. Yeah, he'll have to grab that shit out of Hendon's hands. Let's see. Uh, Hendon needs to play well this weekend if he wants to win that trophy. He has to play well. He does have to play well. But Oregon, shout out them, 19-game home win streak. What do you – I do want to know, what do you got in LSU, Arkansas? Oh, yeah, I did. LSU at Arkansas. Game. I'm so glad you brought that one up. It's a sleepy 11 a.m. Last 11 a.m. game the LSU Tigers played Tennessee at home, and they ended up losing 40-13. to 13. I don't know if you'll have the same result. Everyone is high as hell on LSU right now. Yep. Everyone's down and out on Sam Pittman after losing to Liberty at home. Can he rally the troops? I think he can. I think it's going to be an extremely tight game. However, I still see LSU winning this one. Sadly, I do too. And for those of y'all that don't know, LSU is in the driver's seat for the SEC West. So, obviously, I will be avidly rooting for Arkansas. And for those of you good friends of mine that know how much I hate Arkansas, you will never hear me say this again, but woo pick suey. Razorbacks. That's your second favorite team, dude. I don't know why you're acting hard. No, they're not. They literally are. No, because next week when they whoop Ole Miss's ass, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> I never get it more K- angry than when we lose. What if KJ runs are like 400? He will. Out. But I never get more angry than when we lose to Arkansas yeah, because I, I have nightmares about Hunter Henry just throwing the ball backwards <laughs> to Alex Collins and it just bouncing in his hands on a fourth and 25. <laughs> I will never forget it. I will never forget it. Kills me. Will this be a weekend you never forget beating Alabama, handing them your th- their third loss of the season? If we beat Alabama and hand them their third loss, you will see me like running around naked. Like I'll get arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> but actually, the top five candidates right now. <laughs> Phone falls out of the pocket. Love it. Uh, the top five candidates for Heisman right now are CJ Stroud at number one, Hendon Hooker at two, Drake May You're from North Carolina prick. at three, You're such a Caleb prick. Williams at four, and Blake Corum at five. You are so. such a prick. I'm reading you ESPN's article. Okay. What did CJ Stroud do last week? Did you watch him against Northwestern? Dude, they were in a torrential monsoon. Okay, so was Tennessee. In the third quarter. The third they were already quarter. getting their asses whooped, <laughs> and Hinton Hooker had 100 yards. But he – okay, dude. How The fact that they flipped CJ Stroud after last weekend, they damn near lost to Northwestern. That's like us losing to Vandy, is it not? It would be if y'all played Vandy in a torrential monsoon. And we'd still beat the ever-living shit out of them. I they could have, let's be honest, Ohio State could have won this game so easily, but they just, just kept saying, no, we're going to throw the ball. And I'm sitting, like, obviously, you know Leah's a huge Ohio State fan. Uh-huh. My girlfriend's a huge Ohio State fan, for those of y'all that don't know. So we're, I'm sadly having to watch Ohio State Northwestern play football <laughs> against each 11 other. 11 a.m. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, God, can you just... Why was he? I was like, why are you calling a shot play? You can't throw the ball. <laughs> Stop. Run the ball. And I was sitting there the entire time. I'm like, she's like, we're going to lose Northwestern. I was like, yeah, because you won't fucking run just the ball. Just hand it to Travion Henderson. I was like, please, God, just run the ball. And they yeah. finally started running the ball, and that's how they won. I was like, y'all are retarded. Yeah. Run the ball. 21-7, big win over Northwestern. <laughs> did you see their – CJ Stroud, Heisman leader. Apparently. Did you see their 40-point favors over Indiana yeah, this week? I did see that. Is Indiana that bad? I guess. They don't have Michael Penix. Big Penix, baby. Big Penix season. He sucks, Indeed. too. Indeed. He does suck. You got anything else? I don't. Hotty toddy. Go Rebels. Can't wait for this weekend. Coop, hope you have a great, great night, my guy. Yes, sir. You too. Go Grizz. Kareel, go Grizz.